This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back from Benidorm and pushing on in the transfer market, Mads Frockyar Jensen is a Preston North End player. The Lily Whites just need to keep them coming. Good afternoon. I uh, must apologise, I've kept you waiting. 9am was supposed to be when we started, then it was 10, then it was half 12, and here we are at quarter to two, so... I must thank you. How are you? Indeed. Um, yeah, perfectly fine. Other than being infuriated by having to wait for you. But um, no, it's not been too bad. I've, um, I've had the warm embrace of, of the Lancashire YouTube channel to keep me entertained. Essex versus Lancashire at Blackpool. Uh, so I've quite enjoyed watching that this morning, obviously. It's currently lunch, so about to go out. But um, But yeah. I'm all right, pal. How are you? All good here. The lovely tones of Scott Reed getting you through the day, Tuesday morning. Indeed. He's got a terrific, well, Epic. he's got a terrific job for a start. Yeah. And he's got a terrific voice as well. He he might have the nicest voice I've ever heard. And it's <laughs> yeah, highly likely he's listening to this. But if you are, Scott, then um, your dulcet tones are up there with my favourite dulcet tones known to man. So congratulations to you, I suspect. Yeah, outstanding. You're back um, from Spain in one piece. Judging by yeah. your Instagram caption, it took a little bit out of you, Benidorm. That strip yeah. does entice you and chews you up, doesn't it? Yeah, these trips do tend to take years off your life. Um, they're just so heavy, really. Um, and it's a complete zoo, Benidorm. It's it's <laughs> a place like no other. It really is. It's um, It's a bizarre place, you know. Well, there's no real culture, is there? So you're either... You're just, well, you're just drinking, aren't you? Well, yeah, essentially. By the, look, pool. the stuff that are not, that is normal there, that is just, just really isn't acceptable anywhere else in the world, really. Like, as an example, uh, there's a, a, a Star Wars sex show out there which is conducted with the protagonists riding segways. It's, um, it's a staggering watch. It's, it, it's actually incredibly talented 
Um, I genuinely don't know how they do it, but uh, but the two um, are the two people involved are absolutely world class at what they do, and you would never ever get that in most other places in the world. So yeah, um, I wouldn't be too fussed if I never returned to Benidorm, but it's definitely a special place. It's a sort of place that you should always go. You should go to it at least once in your life. Um, I've been twice now, and maybe it's time to bow out and retire from that particular destination. Yeah, incredibly talented. Some way to describe what you've just shared well, with is. everybody. But no, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. I don't think many people would would take that on with ease. No, absolutely mm. not. I'd be absolutely mm. all over the place. Mm. And you were there for a while, or just a quick pop in at the sex show. You mean? Um, I was there from start to finish. Absolutely. Yeah. Eagle-eyed. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I've been twice. The first time I went, I was about 18, loved it. England were on in the World Cup, so we booked to go back next year. And it was good again, but similar to you, didn't rush back after that. Imagine it might yeah. be somewhere I go when I'm like 50 or 60. Yeah. Back for a... I agree. Last year, there was definitely a novelty to it. Like the take, and the take that tribute act uh, as an example was it just blew our minds last year. Whereas you go you again, Elvis this time, did you? Oh, uh, it was absolutely brilliant until he took a particularly sour turn. He, he, um, the Elvis impersonator brought out a Confederate flag, um, which was genuinely. Um, staggering, really. I, I actually confronted him after the gig and I said, do you not think that that flag's a touch controversial? And he said, well, no, because Elvis ultimately came from the South. And I said, well, that's not necessarily relevant. Um, and, you know, at one point it could well have come to blows, but I, t- I, t- I ended up walking off in the end. I thought it was um, it was particularly bizarre. But um, Cafe Bellydome continues to be a real hit. Um, it's a is that on the corner at the top of the strip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live music in there. Yeah, quality in there. Um, you know, that's where you tend to get your tribute acts, and and they take that a good, but um, you know, it gets a touch monotonous when you're seeing them more than once. Yes, can imagine. What else did you get up to? Just went to the game. Yeah, um, on the previous episode that we did, I said I'd be staggered if we went to the game. And um, my opinion didn't really change until the morning of the game when I came to the realisation that ultimately, what else was I going to do? So um, I ended up going to the game. And I'm quite pleased I went to the game. I thought the ground was quite good. Uh, I thought the whole... Looked a tidy little setup. Setup was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, they had a bar. They had um, music blaring out the speakers when the game wasn't ongoing. Um, a, a little bit disappointing that alcohol wasn't allowed to be consumed inside of the playing area. But we have to get used to that in this country. Uh, but I just think for like a pre-season contest with Bruno's Magpies, perhaps those laws could have been relaxed, but they weren't, which is which is the only downer, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, the game isn't really going to last too long in anybody's memories, really. Um, but, you know, the... the what, like, what was it like? Really was, it a bit, was it surreal? Was it just like a training game? Yeah, I wouldn't describe it as that, really. I just think it was it was just a typical pre-season game. I, I tried to avoid these games as much as possible 
first thing to note is that Bruno's magpies were actually okay. They were all decent. Really? Oh, good. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't anything like you know a lot of people claiming that they'd just be like Bamber Bridge, but I think they were a slight mark up on Brig. Um, and they actually competed quite well in the first half. Um, and then the youngsters came on and and um, and got the better of them in the second. But it was a it, it was a competitive game. You wouldn't. You know, it wasn't a complete drubbing. Um, so yeah, so they were worth like worthwhile opponents as pre-season contest girls to get the fitness up and just get that feel of kicking a ball again. Yeah, you uh, got, so, uh, yeah. You got a few pictures, didn't you, with some of your most admired sports figures? Indeed, yeah. They say you should never meet your heroes, don't they? Um, but I didn't get that impression when I met Peter Ridsdale. Um, I made a beeline straight for the Riddler um, when we were invited onto the playing surface. I don't think we were actually invited onto the playing surface. I just think the authorities just didn't really know what to do. As swarms of Prestonians landed on the Pinotaur Arena playing surface. Uh, but yeah, um, everyone tended to wander over to the players and, and the management team. But I wandered over to the Riddler. Um, and I tried to get close to him before I got stopped by a overzealous police officer. Really? Um, and I was actually talking. Well, I wasn't talking to really, but I was asking. I was asking him um, if I could have a, a snap with him, which he was more than happy to do so. But he wanted me to go to him as opposed to him coming to me. So I tried to, but I was getting stopped by this officer. So it was all a complete mess. Uh-huh. And luckily, the Riddler came out and um, and you know revealed himself. Uh, it was great to have. It was great to have a pick with him. You always have those regrets when you meet those, those genuine, you know, celebrities, don't you? You always wish you had a chat or, or asked certain questions. I could only bring myself just to say, thank you, Peter. Um, so obviously I had the picture with with Peter. That was great. Great mutual respect having... in that image, Jaffe. That's the feeling I got when I looked at it. I don't know if there is mutual respect. I don't even know whether the Riddler knows who I am. You must have. Uh, well, I've absolutely no idea. So obviously, I am the ringleader of the campaign to hoist the riddle aloft, and I know he's aware of the campaign. Uh, but whether he knows me as that sort of, sort of you know instigator, I don't know. But yeah, it was a nice moment uh, to get a picture. Obviously, uh, then uh, the player started to meander to the um, uh, to the changing rooms, and Alan Brown. Who I've been a long admirer of. Got a picture with Alan Brown, Chad Evans. Trying to think if there's anyone else. Not sure if there's anyone else. Just from not too fussed about. I didn't get a picture with the Brazilian slash Argentinian, which is a touch disappointing because could you imagine if this guy, you know, goes on to win the World Cup or something like that and you've not got a picture with him at, at the Pinitar Arena in pre season, you'd be a touch disappointed with yourself. But um, I'm sure yeah. there'll be more opportunities to get a snap with that guy. Is it morally correct to get a picture with him anyway? How old is he? 15, 16? Touch on, isn't it? With all due respect to those people who got a picture with him. Feel yeah. only comfortable going up to the youngster. Yeah, he must have just took it all in his stride, to be fair to him. Yeah, chapeau to him. The young lads have done themselves no harm, really, have they? I think it's important to know who we've played and that, you know, this doesn't mean they're necessarily ready to play against championship teams, but a lot of them yeah. have scored goals and can only be a, a positive, I guess. You know, time will tell whether, whether any are good enough in the long run, but been quite in uh, quite an enjoyable watch, really. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see. Done all right. 
it's all they can do really is stake their claim to be in the squad or in the eleven. I suppose they've done that. As you said, I mean, they'll be played Brig, Bruno's, Magpies, and and Berry. Yeah, it's a, a defunct Berry. Um, yeah, that's the point that needs to be made. But ultimately, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you, and you and you can only perform against what's in front of you. And they've done themselves no harm whatsoever. But um, yeah, if there's anyone calling for these people to go straight into the first eleven as a result of these uh, performances, maybe time just to reflect. The Ashes has been utterly compelling, hasn't it? You cannot take your eyes off this thing. Absolutely yeah, unbelievable viewing. It's, it's drawn out all the emotions. Yeah, it's just been an incredible Ashes, really. At times, actually most of the time, you're dragging your hair out, especially when England are batting. The bowling's brilliant. Yeah. You know, you've got the artist that is broad, Stuart Broad, who's for so long been hovering atop that trap door in the shadow of James Anderson. And then you just get that glimpse of him without Anderson and you just realise just how good this guy is. Um, he's had a terrific series broad. Yeah. I know there was a comment um, at the start of the Ashes when he said he'd be pleased to play just one game. I think he'll play all five tests. Definitely. It's that sort of competitor that you just want in your team. He's obviously a sparkling bowler. It's great to see England win, having got so close in the previous two games. Stokes has been Herculean in the last couple of games. Um, that innings, I suppose at Lords, but you know, at Headingley to produce two miracles on the bounce, it was brilliant. And then obviously he got that feeling that he's never really had before, having to watch other people be heroes on the last day of a Test match. He yeah. never really had that. He, you know, he had to, he had to be on the out. On, on the balcony, watching or not watching as he did uh, when Brooke got out uh, at Headingley, leaving us 20 to win. He couldn't watch anymore. I imagine he was the only person in the world who wasn't able to watch. It was mostly compelling stuff, but you know he's just not used to it because it's normally him out there. Um, and he had to deal with not being the man after strangling one down at the leg side to the irrepressible Mitchell Stark, who was world-class again. But yeah, it's brilliant. Looking forward to Old Trafford. I just hope they produce a proper cricket pitch. Old Trafford have struggled to do so in the most recent past. It tends to be flat and, okay, there is a little bit of pace in it for the seamers and then a little bit of turn later on in the game. But it does tend to, you know, result in draws. Um, my most recent Ashes memories at Old Trafford have been either Smith, Steve Smith, that is, you know, just batting and batting and batting yeah, all yeah. day, every day. Yeah. And then before that, Michael Clark batting and batting and batting. So hopefully they can produce a proper cricket pitch. And the one at Headingley was class. Like it was a decent yeah. pitch for batting. Zippy. And it gave you enough uh, in it to keep you interested as a bowler. So yeah, superb Ashley series. Can't wait for Old Trafford. It's just a shame we've got to wait. What we are now, Tuesday, we've got to wait eight days, haven't we? And that is torture really, isn't it? It it's is. So, but... so good it's alive. Yeah. Oh, Christ, it would have been a damp squib, wouldn't it, had, it had the Aussies taken full command. So, yeah, it's all good, all good in the world. It's great for cricket, great for test cricket, which is somehow always alive, yet somehow always dying. Yeah, I like that. On the topic of emotion, there was an Instagram post that I think tugged at our heartstrings in it last week. Mm. It was just those last few words, you know, and you sort of imagined in your head Johnson kind of collecting his things, Exton and... And just walking out, and, and that's the chapter done in it for for DJ. But it was, uh, 
I'd seen people sort of flagging that he hadn't said anything because he was posting other things. But I was convinced it had come eventually in time. And I think it was quite special because you never really get that emotional side from him. Even in interviews, he was always so tunnel vision, never gave anything away. But perfect way to kind of say goodbye. I think. Well, not perfect because it was on Instagram, but an ideal message, really. It's all you ever want, really, as a fan, isn't it? Something like that. Of course, yeah. Of course. It was on international duty, wasn't it? Yeah. Hence why I didn't. Hence why I didn't put a message on earlier. Um, but yeah, he was always one to do his talking on the pitch. Really. Yeah. You know, you never really got that emotional either. Even even like that rapport with the supporters. It, yeah. We never really had that rapport. It, maybe that's why a lot of people resented him a little bit, because he was never one to really have that connection that he might have had with like a Joe Garner type figure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but he just tended to do it himself to on himself. The pitch. Yeah, yeah. And then when you just about started to get over it, you receive the news. What? What was it? A week or? Yeah, yeah. So before he puts his message on, and then then you get the message, and then all of a all of a sudden that hurricane of emotion comes back, and you're back to square one, and it's pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh... But yeah, it was the closure that was required. It, it was, yeah. Just the fact he put 50 grand, it's like, hmm. whenever we used to sing that, I always imagined him hating it, like, the chant. But he obviously, he obviously loved it. Yeah, without yeah. doubt. Preston legend, simple as that. Indeed. We've got a new coach, Peter Murphy from Liverpool, would you believe it or not? Um, Stunned at that, yeah. Yeah, that is quite incredible. wonder how they found him. Um, Gallagher's gone. What do you think about that? Absolutely no surprise whatsoever. Um so why could, would you not want to work with Alex Neil for a start? Having played well, under him for Pearson years. and DJ will be going there, won't yeah. he? So yeah. So what did he say, Gallagher? He has hundred percent faith in the way that Alex Neil coaches and the message that he gets across to his players. Something along, along those lines. It wasn't word for word, but there's no surprise whatsoever in the fact he's gone there. Having played under him, um, had some really good years under him. Obviously, got a good relationship with him. Yeah. Um, and I don't care what anyone says, there's something very good going on at Stoke um, and Alex Neil and his squad will have to perform because this is now Alex Neil's squad at Stoke. If he doesn't perform with them, then he'll be gone. But more likely he will perform with them because he, he'll be getting some pretty decent players there. Um, and Paul Gallagher's well thought of in the coaching ranks, so that's another good addition for them. And it's a bad loss for us. Um, but maybe you know it's time for something new for Gally. He's been here for a long time, multiple change spells. Of scenery, change of environment. You can't, yeah, you can't blame anyone for wanting a change of, you know, change of environment. So everything comes to an end at some point. Um, and our loss is Stokes' game, but you know maybe it's the right time. Such is yeah. life. These things happen in life. Football's a bit of a microclimate in that regard, but ultimately, it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Cracking servant, player and coach. But, um, yeah, not not the end of the world, is it? I mean, you're not losing sleep already. We've got a signing, Mads Frock. We have. I'm, oh, you pronounce, I watched him pronounce it before. Mads Frockyar. Frockyar or Frockjar? What do you reckon? Frockyar? I reckon Frockyar. Frockyar, yeah, Jensen. you would never call Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Solskjaer. Solskjaer, would you? No. Yeah, maybe yeah. Frockyar, will not it? Frockyar Jensen. Interested to see if Jensen sticks because I saw Odense were, were just calling him Frockyar, so that will be super interesting. 
Um, I suppose it's entirely up to him, isn't it? Yeah. Likeable. Pretty likeable one, though. Something a bit different. Looking overseas. Got time on his side. Um, It's precisely the sort of incoming that you want to see as a fan. It is. Young, hungry, coming here for the first time with something to prove. Potential sell-on asset if he performs well. Long contract, Um, bit of personality. Exactly. It's just precisely the sort of incoming that you want to see. Now, it could be absolutely useless, but at least we're starting to go back into the direction of getting in relatively young players, coming in, uh, they want to improve, and then maybe really take us to where we want to go or we take them to where they want to go. That's how we improve. That's how you That's how you build a squad to compete. So, kudos to the club. That's a good signing. Looks like we spent some money. Um yeah. And and he looks a likable player. I'm not gonna not gonna be on here and claim that I know loads about him, but you know I've done, you know you've I've watched the YouTube clips and he reminds me a little a little bit of Alexander Kleb in the way he wears. <laughs> what his a suits. comparison that is! Superb. <laughs> in the way he wears, he's like socks halfway up his leg and it's quite small rabbity thing on the field. Creative. Um, I like. He was a wonderful players. footballer, wasn't he? He was a good footballer. Yeah. He has to be the best thing to ever come out of Belarus. the repressed nation of Belarus, surely. I mean, if they're in the news nowadays, Belarus, it tends to be for the wrong reasons. Whereas Alexander Kleb was at least, you know, a little bit of light that came out of that country. Uh, but anyway, back on to Mads Frokio Jensen. Um, <laughs> you can talk about yeah, Alexander Kleb he... more if you want. I don't mind. <laughs> Absolutely nothing more to say about Clem, really. Mm-hmm. Had a great career. Kudos to him. Uh, and if Mads Frotjord Jensen has half the career that Alexander Kleb wow. had, then I tell you what, we're in for some player. So and he shouldn't, he shouldn't be player. useless, should he? Because we've got these market guys who, you know, are crunching these numbers and well. producing, producing graphs. And you know, you'd, you'd <laughs> hope you'd hope they've unearthed a potential gem, you know, to get that kind of money. But available Indeed. to low, you know, he's now got to get definitely on him now to. Get the best of this out of this guy because he'd had a few little digs at at the board and stuff that they'd backed McAvoy and Neil spent money and other clubs of similar size have spent one or two million on European players. So let's see what he can do with him. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to watch him. I like those sort of players as well. Those playmakers. Obviously, we've lost Johnson and Onama. Kind of, um, yeah, like. What yeah, were the those. things he wanted? A Ma- he wanted a maverick, a speedy Gonzalez, a goal scorer. Did you not read that interview a few months ago? No, I didn't. He thought Ryan Lowe was saying all these different things he wanted, and a maverick was one of them. So maybe, maybe he's found his maverick in Mads. Who knows? Well, Mads the maverick, perhaps. Yeah. Have you watched? Have you watched the documentary Pop-up. on Sky Sports oh. that Nasser Hussein did with? No, with I've been meaning, been meaning to. I imagine. Yeah, it's... well, I've not watched it either. I've not watched it either, but um, I just got an image in my head there of Nasser Hussein, the ex England <laughs> captain and now world class cricket pundit, questioning Ryan Lowe on how he would deal with the Maverick. <laughs> it's the sort of thing that Ryan Lowe would absolutely lap up in, was on one of them documentaries with like great leaders in the games like Jurgen Klopp and Emma Hayes and Owen Morgan, etc., etc. All of a sudden, Ryan Lowe pops up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll have to watch that because Nasser is just quite simply the best of the best, isn't he? He really is. 
him and um, him and Michael Atherton on at the end the other day. You just don't really get much better than that in terms no. of sports commentary. Obviously, no. the Holy Trinity of darts were good. Um, Woodell, Lanning, and Gwyn, but, but they were good in a slightly different way in the fact that they just made it entertaining and they just brought life to the screen. Whereas Hussein and Atherton are more forensic analysts, and I could listen to those two encyclopedic knowledge in it. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Need more though, don't we? Got two. So slowly we're ticking them off. You know, sounds like Dwayne yeah. Holmes is imminent. And we've just yeah. said before this that'd be a steady squad edition. Championship yeah. championship experience knows the level. Very cliche, but maybe just one yeah, it's of been those, around a long time. Those smart ones to get in and you know, you got three games in a week. You can rely on Holmes to come in and do a job and know what's required, etc. But he did have two injuries last year, so that'd be my only concern. Yeah, North End love to sign these players with a terrible injury record. It's quintessential North End transfer business. Yeah. Um, it's not the sort of signing that you're going to host a tea party No. about, but um, it's one of them just a very bog-standard championship signing. You see Dwayne Holmes is signed for Preston North End and the football world will not bat an eyelid. It's just a, it's just a signing. Simple as that. It's not one to get excited about, but you know, he's a decent enough player. He's been around the level for a long time. Um, you know, it's not a bad sign and it's not a world-class sign and it's just a sign. It is. Really and to be fair, when, you, when you've not got much money and you need seven or eight, you probably need a couple of them, you know? Yeah. I guess. I don't think we'll be paying money. I know he's got a year left, but by all accounts, Huddersfield want rid, to, which um, doesn't bode particularly well, but I think they're trying to free up a bit of wage budget and stuff so yeah yeah see what happens but yeah how many more do you reckon we need after that we need someone down the left don't we need a striker yeah, we need, two strikers we need wingers we need wingers we need a couple of strikers maybe even another wing back really yeah there's plenty of business to do but I must stress it's the 11th of July I got tagged in a tweet the other day that said North End are going down with this current squad but it was something like the 7th of July come on now let's yeah. just try- Please take a step back. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy the ashes. No need to be, you know, going overboard on signings. But um, when, if Dwayne Holmes is brought in, then that would be the third edition of the summer. So there's steady progress being made here. And obviously we know with loans that it's relatively rare that you get them early in the window anyway. You know, yeah. especially if they're coming from above, they like to get the squads in order and then and then they like to evaluate with, the, with their young players. So... Um, you could expect at least two loans to come in sort of towards the denouement of the window. Yeah, hopefully. Did you read about Cannon and Sunderland and Luton and, and all that stuff? So I know like, that the link to pay three million, are they, for him? So along those lines? I don't think they're ever getting that accepted, are they? Who knows? No, probably not. I just can't see um, it. I mean, when they just got, what do they get for Ellis? Sims, eight million pounds, something like that. Yeah. Cannon's got a decent goal-scoring record compared to him, so there you go. Maybe yeah. um, maybe Everton can demand more. Maybe Everton want him to play. Who knows? Ooh, Again, okay. I imagine I imagine that they'll only know towards the end of the window anyway. I'd be surprised to see Cannon go before the start of the season, at least, to be honest. Yeah, I'd no idea he's playing up front for us at Bristol City. You'd imagine they'll try and get one in permanently. but You'd think so, wouldn't you? But it's a month away, isn't it? So, yeah. Let's see what they do. There's no point losing sleep over it now. A lot of managers have been saying 
the market's extremely slow this summer. I think Alex Neal was one of them. Managed to mention him again. But good to understand the dynamic, I think. Look beyond North End, see what's happening elsewhere. And I think other than Middlesbrough, I don't think many teams have done too many deals. No, there's still a, a number of clubs who haven't even brought a player in in this window in the Championship. I think it's four clubs. Is it? Wow. I think so. So, you know. No, Blackburn have got a few in, haven't they? I think um, the, the relegated clubs will be interesting. Like, if they start selling a few players for for big wedges, then they could yes. just they could just blow everybody out of the water, couldn't they? We shall see. Indeed. But we're slow, like you say, slowly getting there, I think. Yeah, just going to put every last faith you have in the riddle. Thank you, Peter. Yeah. What's your plan for the rest of uh, the day and week? No cricket? rest of the day? Um, no, yeah, I have got some cricket, actually, this week. Uh, I've been picked to play in the quarterfinal of the T20 competition. Wow. Away at Thornton Cleveland on Wednesday evening, half six start in Illawalla. Um. So, yeah, involved in that. And then we're away at Horton on Saturday. Uh, the rest of the day, I'm going to take in more of this Lancashire-Essex game at Blackpool. And then I'm going to go for a wander. Might even see some relatives. Um, and then tonight, I'm going for a few drinks with John Moore, who's back from Australia, one of my good pals, um, and another friend, James. So, yeah, we're a few drinks tonight. But, yeah, what have you got planned? How was Mulligans yesterday? Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. really good. As ever. World class I'd, there, yeah. Had day five tickets for Headingley. Lads from mm. cricket, um, obviously. Realised a few days ago it was very unlikely we'd be going there. So, went to Manchester, did flight club. You've been flight club? I've been in. I've never actually tossed any tungsten there. <laughs> Great fun. You'd absolutely love it. You can book it for an yeah. hour or an hour and a half. would recommend the latter. 13 quid each. You can order food and drinks to your table. There's like eight mini games you can play, Thanks. and it's just it's just brilliant, really good. Yep, I should bear that in mind. Yeah, have you been to sixes? Cricket? Yeah, I've been to sixes. Yeah, yeah. A bit pricey. Did you it? go there as well? No, no. Um, yeah, I've been there a few times. I, I quite enjoy it. Um, it's good not really my game. I'm more no. of a traditional batsman, as you'll yeah. know. Touch player. Yeah, so you know, I'm not that keen on you know trying to hoik it straight or anything like that. But yeah. That game makes you do so. And the quality of spin on display, that six, is an absolute joke if you play on. If you play on legendary, you know, the spin, it's like you're facing Murray Litherin in, in goal. <laughs> it's an absolute mess. But, uh, no, it's good. Good fun. Yeah. Yeah, the Guinness in Mulligans took me back to Dublin. Yeah, which is just bad, quite yeah. the best pub experience you'll have. So, yeah, I'm sure I'll be going back there. Right, mate. Any pre-season games coming up for you or are you... Stacking them all off because you can't stand them. They're all on Saturday. Yeah, really. yeah, I'd be absolutely stunned if I go to a pre-season game. There's one midweek at Fleetwood, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. There's a couple midweek, isn't there? Ipswich, is Ipswich midweek? Ipswich midweek? Wednesday night at home. Yeah. What, what, pre-season? Yeah. This Wednesday? Ipswich? Ipswich? No, not this Wednesday. Yeah, we're playing Ipswich at home. Jesus, why on earth are we playing them in pre-season? Wednesday the 19th of July. They announced it with Aberdeen, didn't they? Because they were... They didn't have any games against top up, well, top, but better Jesus. opposition. So the tractor boys, you'd be absolutely fuming, wouldn't you, as an Ipswich fan? What the hell are we going to Preston for in pre season? Well, you just wouldn't be attending that fit, sure, would you? Would you no. anything worse in your life, surely, than making that trek for a pre season contest in July? Unless you're, uh, unless you're a tractor boy living up north, 
man. It's a bit of a mess. I can't imagine there's many of them. No. Under Wesley, we had pre-season games at Plymouth and Wimbledon, didn't we? <laughs> Did we? I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely was, insane. Um, I remember at the time. I bet you had... I wonder what he's thinking I hadn't been to there. those grounds. Well, oh, right. absolutely no idea. Uh, but I haven't, hadn't been to those grounds. So I wanted to go. Now, like a 20-odd-year-old a incarnation of me. Now, I couldn't think of anything worse than travelling to Plymouth and Wimbledon in pre-season. But I was pretty gutted I wasn't there under the Wesley regime. Yeah, I'd be surprised if I, uh, if I go to another pre-season game. I think Bruno's Magpies is enough for me. Bruno's Magpies. Should we make it a yearly thing, maybe? Have you ever been to Gibraltar? It's quite a nice place. I haven't been to Gibraltar. No. no. Cracking uh, little ground. You've got the big rock and the rock on one yeah. side and the runway for the airport on the left. Nice. Yeah. Uh, bucket list stadium, really. What game did you go see there? Well, I went to the Island Games in after uni. So oh, there of was, course, yeah. There was some Europa League qualifying match. Like oh, tennis. Nice. Quite enjoyable. Why did I not go to the Island Games? Did you put your name forward? Well, no, evidently not. <laughs> but why did I not put my name forward? I don't know. Unbelievable experience. Did you go for free? Uh, nah, I think we had to pay a bit. But it was great. Just covering different sports every day. Sounds pretty epic. Mm. Right, oh mate. Shall leave you to it. Yeah, have a lovely day. Have a lovely couple of days. Have we got a pre-season game on Saturday? We must do. Barrow. Barrow away. He go in. Yeah. He go in that. I'll have to see what work thing. Yeah, he, mm. no, he should be cricketing really. I mean, who the hell's keeping up to date with North End's pre-season contest with Barrow? Really? We were we were rained off on Saturday, and it was a must-win game for us. So that was a real tough one to take when the thunder came and. Rain was absolutely we, horrendous, but you never get. Yeah, back we on. managed to get a game in. How? We managed to get. A, we 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 bowled and rolled Waltingly Dale, <laughs> um, and then less than one minute. The rain, so sum it up quick. Yeah, yeah. The rain came, um, and our umpire took us off incredibly. What on earth he was thinking, I don't know. But the thunder came, obviously, and and then the rain came, and then there was a brief interlude where the rain stopped, and then we were back on, and we won. And it was a cracking win. And we had a few beers to celebrate at night. Well played. Thank you very much. It's the 90th minute and Peony are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.